There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing today? Hope you enjoyed this beautiful Monday, and uh, so far you had a great weekend. Welcome to the Liberating Inner Beauty Revolution Show, a platform where we get together and we share valuable information, wisdom, and great tips so we all can break free from vicious cycles and rediscover and welcome our higher self. I am Lucia Gabriela, your empowerment coach and love energy healer, and today I welcome you to experience some seed to our liberation. Liberating Inner Beauty is celebrating our first year anniversary. Yay, like my daughter say all the time. Uh, in the past year, we were so excited and honored to have met amazing mentors, speakers, healers, coaches, artists, and revolutionaries who are changing people's lives with their empowerment, inspiration, motivation, and work. And early this spring, I had the honor to be actively part of this amazing project called In Pursuit of the Divine, Written Story to Empower Women's Soul. It is a book where 30 inspired, motivated, beautiful, magnificent divine goddesses have come together to tell the transformational story that has changed their life, but also they share with us how they were able to navigate through their struggles to find their inner divine goddess that allows them to step up into their own game, but also help to lead others through their transformation. For the next season, Liberating Inner Beauty Revolution is going to be interviewing every single one of these amazing goddesses and learn more about them. And today is our beautiful friend, Renee Nisrewisk. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I'm so bad with last names. <laughs> so you're going to have to forgive me, You did pretty me, good. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am doing great. It's so good to be here with you, Lucia. <laughs> awesome. I don't know if anybody was following us yesterday. We had an amazing Google Hangout on YouTube. You can watch it on um, uh, on YouTube. Uh, I really don't know how to share that yet, but um, if you're going to follow me to my social media or go like my page on Facebook, uh, Beyond Healthy, Beyond Beautiful, you're going to be able to see the link to the shows that we do on YouTube. But also you can maybe Google on YouTube um, the Impressure of the Divine, uh, so I hope that they it shows up all the videos that we're going to be doing. But yesterday, we had um, like eight of us. We were together. We were talking. It was like a nice, beautiful circle. And unfortunately, Renee's microphone didn't work. <laughs> so I felt so bad that that the poor, the poor, uh, poor, you know, they were like not working for you at all. And I was no, like, oh was my gosh. <laughs> Then we lost video, 
And then we lost video, and it was funny, and then we heard some weird noises, and, and then I think my computer was beeping here and there. <laughs> like, it was crazy, but I know that the message got across. Like, a lot of great messages came out of yesterday, and everybody was sharing the, you know, the book title. So let me just um, recap a little bit, a little bit more about you, but also at the same time I want to share, uh, I want to talk about yesterday because I know that from yesterday to today, I know you, you Renette, you're not the same person anymore. So whatever you share in the book, um, you know, uh, whatever you share, you know, before about your story, I know that with the transformation and the healing that happened yesterday, we all meet in eight of, you know, eight of us at the same time. I I know that um, you got more work, and more healing done, and I truly was reading some of the stuff that you were sharing, and I, you don't know, my heart feels so loving to you. Like I embrace you so much because, uh, yeah, what you share and what you're gonna be sharing with us is like really touched my heart, and it really, I, the message, yeah, the message has to be out there. And, yeah, so let's go back to the point. <laughs> so your title for the book is Discovering My Profound Gift. So right. please, Renee, tell us, share with us what happened, how you found your gift, and what is that gift that you found. I mean, don't tell too much because we want people to buy the book May 30th. Right. Divine.com. Right. So share a little bit about it, and we'll talk more about what happened between yesterday and today. Okay, that sounds great. Um, well, I my chapter is really focusing on um, my journey of what actually happened after um, really experiencing my greatest wound and my greatest um, challenge of my life um, after um, in after my marriage ended, a 27 year marriage. And um, seven children, you know, a part of that. And um, finding myself very alone in a city that I did not know anyone, um, 45 minutes away from all of my family, and trying to figure out what the heck was I doing there. I had felt very guided to that place. And and uh, it was a little town in Saint, um, Utah, St. George, Utah. And I had to figure out what was I doing. And in the midst of this, this pain and struggle and the deepest pain I'd ever felt in my life before. Um, and just my whole physical body hurt. My heart ached greater than I had ever felt before in my life. And I did not know what I was going to do with my knife next. And the thing that I realized that was really quite profound for me was that as a mother, I had given all of my time to my children, you know, and as a wife to my husband. And I had really let go of a lot of things that I wanted in my life, a lot of things that were important to me, a lot of things that I I knew that I could maybe have one day, but I just kept putting off and putting off. And um, for various reasons, I never... I never gave myself permission to do several things that that I knew my heart yearned for. And one of them was to get a good education. Um, and so part of my gift that I found um, was in being able to give myself permission to do the things that 
were important to me. And in my journey, I found an, the opportunity to go back and go back to school. And that is um, taking that opportunity to um, attend a university also led me to IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, <laughs> which was the best thing I've ever done um, for myself, I think. And I I was having a lot of health issues, and I was able to learn a lot through this nutrition school um, to help heal my own body. And it gave me my path back. Um, and amongst that journey, I found so many more guests, and I was able to find my real purpose and my mission. Um, you know, I and the thing that the thing that really came to my mind as I was going through all of this despair and heartache was the gift of, of feeling closer to God as well. Sometimes in the midst of it, feeling lost from Him. Sometimes in the midst of it feeling as though, you know, I had no one and not even not even my creator was there for me. And then, you know, realizing that he knows me better than anyone. He knew exactly what I needed. He knew where I needed to be in the midst of this heartache. He knew how to help heal me and help me find my way again and and um, not only find my way out of despair, but find my mission and my purpose. You know, when I was a little girl, all I ever wanted to do was be a mom, and I just could not wait to grow up and get married and be a mother and have a big family, and that was my greatest purpose, and I still feel it is, but I knew that when my children were grown that there would be another purpose, and I really feel like God has brought me to that place, and um, part of my niche is, to be able to help other women find that and to be able to recognize that even in the midst of our deepest, darkest despair, there is a gift in all of it. There is a gift of something so profound and so beautiful and so wonderful. And for me, probably my greatest gift beyond giving myself permission to do some things that I had forgotten to do or didn't do or put aside because of my duties as a mother and a wife was to discover me again. That was the greatest thing for me, and I'm still discovering that. <laughs> you know, like I posted yesterday after the Google, it's just um, a constant uh, journey, you know, of discovery, and it's it's been so profound in my life to rediscover things about myself over and over and over again and know that, that God is on this journey with me and that he's opening up the pathways for me and that when I take that next step of discovery, when I walk past the fear and I go into the next stage of discovery and I allow myself to experience that, that he's right there with me and he knows what next step I need to take. And so it's also been a path of faith for me um, to reconnect with, um, you know, my my creator and be able to, um, again, trust that he will guide me and direct me and, 
and that as I open up, I think it was Charmaine talked about this too, that, you know, as she opens up and listens and becomes more in tune and more aligned um, with the universe, with God, that there becomes this direct conduit and you gain more and more inspiration all the time. And that is what I'm finding is that as I give myself permission to take those next steps, to trust myself and my own intuition and to trust God and take those next steps, no matter how afraid I am, to just keep walking forward to that next step, that the windows of heaven just open wide and all sorts of things pour out that I never expected. And one of those was this book. Um, you know, when I was a little girl, another thing I thought was wonderful was writing. I would write all the time, and I created plays and different things for our family as children growing up and different things that I thought were fun, and we had a great time doing them. And then somewhere along the line, I put all that away, and I thought, oh, this is so childish. I'm not a writer. I'm never going to be able to do this. And when Krista approached me and told me about her her vision for this book and for her retreat center and all that she had um, that was coming to her that she needed to do, it just blew me away. I just felt like, wow, you know, this is amazing. Because three years before, after um, my husband had left, I was writing a lot just to heal, just writing journals, writing letters, writing everything I could just to get everything out of my system and, you know, all the anger and the hurt and pain and sorrow and everything that I was writing down. And um, I began to realize that I had a lot to say and I wanted to say it and I didn't know how I was going to ever get to do that. But I just kind of put it out there and said, you know, if I'm supposed to write my story one day, let that happen. Put things and people and opportunities in my path and help me to know that one day I will have the opportunity to write this story. And then I just kind of let it go. And then all of a sudden, three years later, here comes uh, here comes Krista, this beautiful woman into my life. And I'm I'm just like, whoa, look, look what God has brought to me. You know, and the the most beautiful thing about this whole project is being able to connect with every other woman, you know, in it. And yesterday that Google chat was amazing to just, even though I was having technical difficulties, to just, you know, I, I mentioned, I posted later on Facebook that um, I felt like a privileged fly on the wall because I was able to just be there and watch and listen and hear all that, you know, you were sharing. Each one of the women has such a powerful experience and share such wish, wisdom with each other. And just it was just so wonderful to see everybody so real and so raw and so just lovely. And um, I just really enjoyed that. Yes, we had a lot of fun <laughs> yesterday with all the technical issues and um I'm just streaming, thinking that it was just like an audio thing, and she just show up the way she was, and everybody, everybody just shows up the way we were at that moment, <laughs> trying to navigate with people in the background, and it was kind of like interesting, but it was nice just to see that we all, you know, we all were able to focus and and share within each other our experiences. Um, 
One of the things that it got to my heart when I was reading, like, what you were posting, um, you were sharing with us uh, between yesterday and today, was about, oh, I'm give you chills when I'm even thinking about this because it comes too close to my heart and, you know, comes to my, you know, it's related to my child, too. It, um, I said that when you were a child, you were so afraid to even speak up because you were the bubbly, bubbly, bubbly girl in the whole family. And correct me if I'm right, and, and you were like just all outgoing and everyone around you was shutting you down, shoot you down, like, oh, just be quiet, don't talk, don't do this, don't do that. So am I correct? Like, can you just share a little bit of that? And I tell you why it is very precious to me, like that, that part of the story. Yeah, I, um, you know, in part of my journey, one of the things that I've done is um, a lot of rapid eye therapy, which is a, an incredible technique um, for healing. And um, I realized that there were things that I needed to heal within myself, um, not just, you know, the pain of divorce and sorrow that way, but other things that were holding me back and holding me back in my financial life and, um, you know, other ways. And as I began to do the therapy, some of the things that were coming up were um, things that that I realized um, had happened when I was a very young child. And one of the things that um, occurred was that I was told I was a bossy girl. I was the oldest of four children, and I lived in a great big home with... Um, with um, my cousins and my aunts and uncles and grandparents. And, I mean, we just all lived there together. And it was a wonderful childhood. I really, we, you know, we get together and talk about what a great experience it was. We felt a lot of love and a lot of just wonderful um, experiences that I cherish to this day. Um, and I, I, even though we had so much love, I do remember times of feeling very squelched and feeling very much like I've done something wrong and not wanting to ever make a single mistake, not ever wanting to disappoint any of these people that I love so much that I think that I must have just closed down um, because this came up in my rapid eye therapy session and that, um, and then after, you know, so many sessions, I just, it's like an onion just keeps you know, the healing just keeps taking place and layer after layer after layer. And and I realized that as the oldest, I felt a responsibility to help everyone else and to teach everyone else. And I think I was a natural leader, but with being told you're bossy, which maybe I, maybe I was coming across as a bossy little girl, but that those words to me kind of squelched me, and I think that instead of being the bubbly girl, that I slowly kind of went within, and even in my my uh, experiences in school, I was oftentimes shy. I wouldn't always speak up. I wouldn't always ask questions. I was always afraid of getting, you know, into any kind of trouble, so I wanted to be the good girl all the time, um, and, I, and I didn't lead always. I had a natural desire to lead, and so there were times that I would let that come out. But as I'm in this profession now and as I'm going forward as a leader in my own profession, I'm realizing that there's this 
part of me as a little girl that is still holding back. And that was very profound for me to learn that because I realized in looking back over my life how many times I let myself hold back when I wanted to say something or I wanted to step forward, I wanted to lead, I wanted to share and, you know, help others. And there was this feeling inside that, well, if you say too much, you might hurt someone's feelings or if you do it this way, you're going to be bossy or whatever. Those little voices kept coming back. And um, so for me now, you know, it's it's been quite an experience to recognize that that was something that was clear back in my childhood. That now I'm still I'm still learning to heal so that I can I can squelch those voices and move forward and let them be gone. <laughs> yes, um, and and the reason why I feel like it's very important these these specific topic uh, that you brought up uh, between yesterday and today. And it's something that we were sharing with, um, I believe it was Peg. Uh, oh, yeah, I think so. That we were talking about, like, the way that we were, you know, uh, raising our kids now in our society. And it is, it, it is like, as a revolutionary, as you can tell, <laughs> I, I have always been able to speak my mind, even when I was a child. And I always was, like, the rebel in the family. And um, I do know that we have to be, um, we have some boundaries in some areas so we don't hurt ourselves by not hurting other people. And, and we have to think very wisely how loving and we can say the truth to other people without, you know, um, without causing too much of the damage. But we have to also understand that it's not about hurting the person. A lot of people think about, you know, protecting the ego of the person than protecting the person itself. So or, or sometimes we act or, you know, we don't want to hurt the person. But who are we hurting? Are we hurting the ego of the person or are we hurting the person? You know, the person has mm-hmm. to grow in an aspect of evolution. And when we put ourselves in the thing that, oh, we, we're in the fear or we're afraid that we're going to hurt the person by what I'm going to say, it's pretty much like in the fear that, I'm going to hurt the ego because the ego is going to respond back to me and I'm going to embolden them in this area. So mm-hmm. it is very close to my heart because um, I'm raising a child and I was like sharing before an episode before, you know, I allow my daughter to speak up her mind. You know, I even though she's five and she still doesn't understand a little bit, you know, and I don't want to mold her the way like everybody else mold her to the point like don't talk about this, don't do that. You know, shoo, shoo, shoo about everything and, uh, you know, cloud, close us and create, create blockages inside of us since we're a child, we're children. And mm-hmm. I believe that it is easier, I mean, it will be, I don't know, I'm experimenting. I think that it will be easier to deal with some kind of like healing in the aspect of, of adjusting yourself by the growing process because you're aware of adjusting how you become a leader then shut down your leadership because once they shut down the leader, the leader, the goddess leader, the you know the inner power, it's very hard to get back on track. It's very hard to get you know get off the on the surface back again. This is so you have to, the work is deeper and deeper and deeper than correcting with time, you know, a little bit of extra leadership. <laughs> so 
My daughter, right. I think it's Are important you? to teach them how to be a good leader. You know, how mm-hmm. what does a good leader do? How does a good leader speak to those that they lead? You know, how do you, um, how are you able to lead without stomping on people in the in the process? You know, I think with our young girls, especially, that it's important for us to teach them that they do have the ability to stand up and lead, and that what they have to say is important enough to listen to, and that it's important to allow them a voice. And even if they're coming across bossy. <laughs> if you have a bossy child, that just means they are a born leader. <laughs> and I think that we need to teach them how to lead in a way that is is um, powerful and kind, but um, in, a, in a way that they're not coming across in a bossy way, but in an assertive way. There's a difference between being assertive and being bossy. Yeah, and that's something um, that my, I was never taught. My, <laughs> yes, my daughter is a naturally born bossy girl. Like she, she's also like I always tell people, my daughter can manipulate you so well that you could be eighty years old and she know how to handle you. That how you know how she's smart. She plays the game, and it's not you know like where some people are like, well, you're raising her wrong this way, and I'm like. I mean, like, no, I'm allowing her to express, but she had to understand that when we're getting a conversation, and I explained to her what she's doing and why it hurts, you know, it's going to hurt her in the long term when she acts like too bossy, and this, you know, by, you know, just, you know, trying to get things that she wants on her way, you know, it's like I'm trying, like, you know, as a mother, I'm trying, and I haven't, you know, I do get help here and there, like, from, like, mentors, that they guide me through, like, different ways of parenting. But it's so hard, like, my experience is to raise a child that is naturally bossy and and, and natural leaders. It it is very uh, challenging for parents, especially for new parents. Uh, If they have just one child, uh, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's very, it's not an easy easy topic, it's like a constantly an experimental mode that we have to work around the child. You know, it's like same thing like coaching. I mean, I feel like you kind of like actually had to coach and meet them where they are, not not let them meet us where we are. You know, just meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. a little little kid like that, uh, that's why it's very close to my heart what you share because. Um, for five years old, six, you know, under the age of seven, I don't believe that they truly understand the concept of what they do and, and why they are so naturally bossy. And I always tell people, just if you have a child out there, anybody who's a parent, have a child that has you know, very natural leaders and bossy naturally, uh, I mean, try to put yourself in a different perspective and try to see their life in a different way and raise them. Experiment with it. Don't judge yourself too much. Don't don't go crazy with yourself too much. Just let them grow. I feel like, you know, that's what we have in the problem in society because we start, we have so many amazing leaders out there that they have been shut down and and just because you know whatever. I just feel like we have to allow our kids today in society that there are so many other kids are coming out now with this natural ability yeah. of leadership. And and we have to get a parent aware of that. 
Right. I think as parents, um, you know, I I have seven children and 13 grand, well, almost. We just found out we're having our 13th grandchild soon. And um, I I see, with even with all of my grandchildren, how powerful they are, what incredible spirits these, these little ones have, and how each one of them is so very different. And they all have their these incredible strengths that they come with that are just innate in them. And they want to be able to have a voice. And I think as parents that it's really important for us to find ways to enhance that. You know, look at their strengths, look at their weaknesses, and say, how can I help this? What do I do to help build those um, weaknesses into strengths? And how can I give them the opportunity to lead? If you have a child that comes across strong, bullheaded, bossy, whatever, you know, give them the opportunity to be in leadership positions and be there with them so that you can be the, the guide to teach them how to be a good leader. You know, what are the the attributes of a good leader? And I think that there are some wonderful um, avenues for doing that. You know, service is one of them, to um, help them find ways to serve the community, help them find ways to lead in maybe a Girl Scout group or the Boy or Boy Scout group, you know, and or church functions. Um, uh, you know, in um, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and in our um, church we have a group called Young Men, Men and Young Women, and from the time they're 12 they have an opportunity to be a part of this group, and they have an opportunity to have leadership skills developed and be able to um, participate in a lot of leadership activities. And when we were raising our children, um, we homeschooled for 15 years. And we um, did a particular type of homeschooling called Thomas Jefferson um, Education, which was a leadership-style education. And so they had a lot of opportunities for... um, building their own businesses, entrepreneurialism, um, you know, being able to take place in mock trials and plays and um, all sorts of different types of leadership abilities and, you know, public speaking events, things like that to um, help a child have an avenue to have their voice um, and to be able to learn how to guide those that will naturally follow them. Because if you have a natural leader, you'll find that there are people that naturally are drawn to them, want to follow. Um, and and you need to teach that, that little leader <laughs> to lead in a good direction. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you gave me a whole bunch of ideas for that. I've been doing my work in one aspect, but I loved all the extra ideas. So everybody... I hope that you wrote all that down because I did. (laughs) So if you have a natural leader uh, and you didn't write everything that Vanessa said, please uh, listen again to this conversation (laughs) and write everything down because I I believe that they're wonderful um, ideas. I I do definitely appreciate that. That was awesome. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah, to be here. I'm sure you're doing a, I'm sure you're doing a wonderful job of teaching your daughters. You're a great leader yourself. 
I do the best I can, you know, and that always is the best I can, you know, I'm giving myself 100% on that, even though that sometimes, like I was sharing the other day, even though that sometimes family can be a little too rough on one, like, um, I have learned to say, no, I'm raising my daughter this way, <laughs> like, it was like, no, no, hell no, I'm not doing that, <laughs> so, yes, I, I, I do the best I can, and like one of the visions that we have with liberating the beauty, my daughter is my inspiration. She is like my master, my mentor, my friend, everything to me. And why everything I do is like not everything I do because of her, but I know I do it for me too because I am able to liberate and awaken myself. But it is nice to see that she is my master helping me to discover my true my true being, my true goddess within. So, which, Absolutely. you know, by me doing this, I'm also allowing her to to step up to her own game and guardianship when she gets older and she can also help and lead other people with an open mind, open heart. And, you know, now she's fine. She already meditated in the morning. She knows how to do her prayers. She knows how to do all that stuff. She doesn't memorize all her IBCs, but she knows how to, how to meditate. So <laughs> I am doing something different. <laughs> There's all our greatest teachers, like, aren't they? Oh, my God, what a mother. <laughs> what a mother. I'm like, no, she doesn't know how ABC and 1 to 10, but whatever. She's going to kindergarten, but she knows how to meditate for like a good 10 minutes in the morning. So uh, I give her something, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so it's, yes. yeah, liberating the beauty is all about that because um, if, if you guys follow me, I also have the, the blog called Raising My Health. And I created that when I was back in school uh, with IAN. I was one of you, you know, I'm alumni from that too. And when I was creating my blog, I was doing all about, about the healthy food and, you know, organic, natural, gluten-free and all that stuff that I have a lot of recipes in there. But um, then when I was going through my whole process of discovering myself through the revolution, like the liberating and the beauty, I realized that I always had it clear and it always, our teachers and I and uh, taught us this way of, you know, it's not just the body but also the mind, emotion, all that connected. You know, everything, when you learn, everything is like look good in the paper on the board, you know, on your book and everything. Yeah, like you learn about that. But when you're going through, it's like the whole thing shifts and it's quick, like so well. You're like, holy cow. This, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm like, you're like, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah. It's like you lose miles. (laughs) Yeah. I was blind-minded when I, you know, I'm like, sorry, my English, but I was wild. My mind went like crazy. I was like, wow. Yeah. This is what it was, you know. Joshua was talking about absolutely right. It wasn't about just the food. So I kept the title Raising My Health Data because then, you know, I shifted to the point that it wasn't about raising our kids just with healthy food, but also with healthy emotions, healthy thoughts, healthy, you know, healthy, healthy psychology, healthy, you know, everything that is really goes beyond that health. So awareness, spiritualism, exactly. everything. So that's why my business uh, came through from Beyond Healthy, Beyond Beautiful, because once you step into your own self and break free with a vision of raising healthy kids for future generations and with a vision of having, having your grandkids and your kids' kids' grandkids and everybody 
had living in a in a place in a planet of full of love, unconditional love, support, understanding. You know, where there's no judgment or any of that. There's no ego. I mean, I'm a little bit ego because we get away with it sometimes. You know, sometimes I do need my right. my, my my evil goddess. So <laughs> I do get that a little bit. But you know, it's like when we get to that point, like. Yeah, that's where we go going with liberating the beauty. That's where we go going with raising my whole beauty. That's where we go going with being healthy, being beautiful. And that's why connecting with you and meeting people like you, it's like everything I learned from all of you guys is like, yeah, we put together all the puzzles, you know, like all the pieces of the puzzle and, you know, connect each other and help each other out to get there, to get to see a planet with my daughter, uh, your grandkids and anybody else that kids having an, a beautiful place to live, and we're not talking about fairy tales anymore. We're actually doing it. Before mm-hmm. it was about fairy tales. Oh yeah, we wanted to have a better planet, but it didn't seem real. <laughs> now it is so real. We're all doing it. Absolutely. And loving it. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, and I you know I've seen so many shifts and. And just being a part of the community of, of IIN and then being a part of this book project, I I think that one of the most powerful things for me has been having a community of women to connect to. And, you know, we as women have so much to share and so much to give back to um, to the world. We, we're natural givers. We want to give and we want to share our love. We have so much love inside of us to share with people and sometimes you know we get lost in the midst of the day-to-day um things and and thinking they're not important but every single little thing that we do is important even those mundane tasks that we think are not important we're we're the leaders that are guiding the next generation you know whatever they see us do then they'll do and so if we teach them to honor themselves, to, you know, be able to be um, connected to their source, to be able to be, um, you know, really true to who you are and step into your own power and become your own, you know, true nature of goddesshood that you are, to be able to seek after other women and and. and men to connect with so that you can have that support system, which I think is so important. The world, you know, has a tendency to knock us down, and we need those support systems. We need those beautiful people to be there for us. And that's one thing I've loved about this group of women is that um, there's so much love. There's so much love and so much wisdom and so many, um, so much beauty to share with the world and I'm I'm excited that, that this book is going to go out there and share with so many different women especially that I think are going to really really um connect with our stories. Yes, and so many um like we were talking like I you know, I came out to be uh, with her and in her talk, like it's one book, thirty stories 30 women, 30 days, 30 inspiration, empowering, uh, you know, tools that you have. We just don't have one anymore. We have 30. And there are tools that have been 
hard living from other amazing people who have been able to break through and put the story out there, and they have the courage to do it. And so, yeah, so I love number three. <laughs> so everybody, Absolutely. you can buy the book coming on May 30. Yeah, look at that, May 30, 30 women, 30 days. <laughs> oh, my goodness, I didn't even notice that. Do you know, maybe that's why we needed to change that date. It has to be yeah, on 30. <laughs> Everything works perfectly, doesn't it? It is. It was supposed to be May 15, but it doesn't make sense May 15, you know, like May 30. But 30 days, you get 30 women, 30 power tools to change your life in 30 days. Hey, people, I got a new a new title to this now. <laughs> 30 days of empowerment. <laughs> 30 days of empowerment. All right, we just got on this now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> no, Chris is gonna love you on this one. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. I uh, have the pleasure and honor to have you on our show today, Renee. I wish that we had more time, but we don't. So, um, thank you so much for coming in and uh, sharing oh, your Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to be with you today. Yay, I finally heard your voice, and that was beautiful. <laughs> and and uh, we're going to hear you back on Wednesday, right? We're having another Google Hangout on Wednesday morning, I mean, 12 o'clock p.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. And, um, and that's for the three Google hours. one. I think I'm going to have to do the Sunday Google Chat. Okay. So I have appointments on Wednesday. All right, yeah, you girl, make the money. <laughs> so, That's right. <laughs> girl, get, make the money, girl. I, I can get a margarita from long distance. I'm fine. <laughs> so I'll see you on Sunday on the Google Hangout. Yeah, right. I would uh, love to be there. It will be so much fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you so much to you. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. I appreciate you took the time this afternoon, evening, to uh, listen to us. And I hope that you got some kind of tools, inspirations, and motivation, and empowerment uh, ideas for you to break free and allow yourself to claim your divine, you know, higher self. And also, to any parents out there, please. Please, please, if you have a bossy child that you call bossy, don't call them bossy anymore. Just, you know, give them empowerment, give them love, give, teach them the way, um, you know, you will teach a leader knowing that they are masters for the next generation. So let's treat them with honor and respect and give them the tools that they need right now uh, at their age, whatever age they are, to be the leaders for the next generations. And let's us be the masters for them in doing that by, you know, allowing ourselves to discover that. So with that message, that will be my end. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Uh, my final bye, and you can say your final bye, Renee. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye. It's the two megastars summer mashup, the awesome iPhone on the Rockstar Metro PCS Network. Get the iPhone you've always wanted for zero dollars, so you can jam without limits. It's a hit. Get an iPhone SE on us when you switch. Metro PCS. 
Coverage not available in some areas, plus sales tax and $10 activation fee. Requires port of number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or on Metro PCS in past 90 days to an unlimited LTE plan. See store for details and terms and conditions.